steps forward, one step back. Match 89. Whisper in your lover's ear, text the Soundhawk. Yeah. What's your phone number, Soundhawk? It's 3035. On point, please. 303-548-6877. We got a show to do here. We got soft licorice to chew on. Mm. It's what Mm. you want your podcasters eating. Mm -hmm. We make podcasts, Mark. It's the future. Food news eventually. This is our ninth. No, it's not. It's our 89th episode. Technically, it's our 90th because we started with zero. It, feel, it feels momentous. Sure does. It's been a momentous week. Um, not least of which, mm-hmm. my mom had a birthday. You call your mom the general? Sometimes I call her the general. <laughs> does she like that? I think so. Or does it, she just put up with it? It comes from my dad, who lovingly calls her the general because she's in charge. Oh, isn't that cute? It's cute. Her birthday was November 8th, election day. Oh, well, happy... <laughs> Happy it birthday. It was cute. Daughter called her. Daughter's still using the phone. Dialed her up. Yeah. Happy birthday. All on her own. Aw. Yeah. Does uh, Do your daughters call her the general? Or just grandma? They call her Mimi. General Mimi? It's a belated birthday wish given our podcasting schedule, but happy birthday. I remember my a group of friends I had, uh, one of them had a girlfriend named Mandy, and she was in charge, and so everyone else called her Commandy. For the commander. I knew a Mandy. Was she in charge? Oh, Mandy. You You just love peeking, don't you? I I tried to lean back in time, but I didn't. I failed. All right. What do we got here? We did a little boulder trip, Natch Studio. A little mini boulder quest, if you will. Tiny, very, nothing, nothing as grand as Actually, nothing we do is tiny, Mark. It was diminutive. We were visiting some people. I'm going to leave these anonymous. I don't know if they want to be. Shout it out or not. Uh, but Probably not on this podcast. <laughs> we were called crude as I... Yeah. Oh, please. We prefer honest. That's right. Honest. Real. Real life is crude. Just ask the cat. This is a spontaneous list of Bond puns from a natural food trade journalist. I think he went, uh-huh. on, a, went, went on a little boondoggle, visited some supplement companies and stuff, and mm-hmm. bonded with some... Europeans, like, hey, and there was some, uh, I can't remember, Wenchy, Mm, Wench Gabor. Dude, I'm I'm peeking out, sorry. Wench Gabor inspired them. I guess maybe just turn your volume down a little. No, don't you touch my volume. Anyway, this is- We need to learn to control your volume. So hopefully you haven't looked at these. I haven't. Okay. I saw a few when we were there. I'm going to give them to you. These are puns on Bond, James Bond movie titles. And what am I supposed to do? Just- Just you can go, hey, that's good, or eh, or no. I got three options, huh? <laughs> you got three options. Okay. A license to krill. I like that one. I take krill oil. I have a license to krill, turns out. On Her Majesty's Secret Shellfish. Eh. Cod finger. Uh, it's kind of an early Grand Slam, but that's my favorite. Pretty good. Codfinger is my favorite. I don't. Okay, condoms of solstice. Uh, oh yeah, he told us about that one. I don't want to repeat that story. Does, does it? It doesn't well, seem to fit. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. It was more because he thought it, he'd be hooking up. Oh, I think that there was a gentleman in the room who was newly single, and I he see. was saying he might be hooking up while he was overseas, and so he was like, "Oh, I thought about condoms." Okay, I'll need a Jimmy hat. Well, a lot but of Jimmy had of Solstice doesn't, but you've, it's Quantum of Solace, right? Is, is the Bond movie Quantum? 
becomes condom. Yeah. That, well, unlike all the other ones, which are fish based. Yeah. Well, so, th- that's a New Jersey whitefish. You know what they're called? <laughs> Condo- there's, condoms? There's like a term because like people would like park, what? they'd park, you know, by the water, by, I don't know, Hudson oh, Bay or whatever. Terrible. And they, they bone in the you. car and then, no, then you tie off the rubber and throw it in the water. A Coney Island whitefish. It's got, it's like some, there's some sort of East coast whitefish condom. Wait a minute. Let me, look it up. I'm looking at our stats to see who you Wait, just alienated. Just ask urban dictionary. Real I don't quick. care. I don't. You do that. All right. The spy need. Oh, I get this is a pun on the spy who loved me. The spy need dogfish who loved me. Say again, dude, dude, I'm looking for this condom slang well, thing. The show must go on. Not until you believe me. All right. Quantum of soulfish. I like that better than condom of solace. Casino royal eel. Royal. Royal? No. Uh-huh. That's belabored. Dr. Row. I kind of like that That's one. pretty funny. <laughs> That's actually. Coney Island whitefish. That's pretty funny. Hold on. See, I told you. I got it right the second time. I think this one might be racist. Fr- fry another ray. Fry Another Ray? Yeah. Wait, but what movie is that? Die Another Day, I think. Isn't uh, that a Bond movie? No, Fry Another Ray, like a manta ray. Yeah, I know. How's that racist? It's not. Urban Dictionary. Coney Island whitefish, an old expression for a used condom found on the beach. There the beach go. has gotten so dirty you can't sit down without landing on a Coney Island whitefish. Golden Sockeye. No. I mean, I yeah, like what they're doing no. there, but... I'm with you. All right, last one. Favorite. Flounder ball. Ooh. Ooh. It hell. doesn't work in so in many ways, but it's it's got but it's got the right number of syllables. You flounder know, ball, the secret ball. to this was keep it keep it close to that you know, just tiny, mm-hmm. short, succinct. Codfinger, Doctor Rowe, Flounder Ball. Wait, what is Bout Ball? What movie is that? Thunder Ball. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what was that fish? Was it called Poot? There is a Poot. Poot Raker. <laughs> poot Raker. Add that to the list and send it back to the boys, huh? Let's run that up the flagpole. Poot Raker. Could be a show title. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Moving right along. The Living Ray Lights, if you wanted to continue on the... A lot of rays. Yeah. It's time. Wait, what's the time for? In the face. In the face. Where someone who knows very little about football picks football. I know more than I used to. Let's be fair here. You're still winning. I'm looking at the stats right now and you're winning. And it blows my mind. 184. But Ditka is driving the bus. Is creeping up. Creeping up pretty quick there. 130. I asked my brother who this guy was. It was Kevin. Watch out for Kevin. But Kevin, I was told, has the uh, NFL Sunday game ticket. Mm. So he is dialed in. He's watching them all. But I replied, you don't need to watch them all. 104.3 The Fan, baby. Oh, jeez. I've actually started dabbling in in uh, <laughs> NFL podcasts, too. I just listened to one the other day. It had four hosts. Is that the ringer? A former NFL player, a British guy, <laughs> some other guy, and then, then a, a woman... I don't know what her, I don't know what, I don't know any of their affiliation with the NFL other than one of them used to play. You know what? I would listen to that. I'm never going to listen to radio. You're not? Because I'm young at heart. Let me see if I can find what it was. Uh, in third place, put it in my end zone, 91.5 points. <laughs> 
Some people like that joke. So you're still in the lead. Hell yeah, I'm still in the lead. And? I don't know if I'm staying in the lead with these picks. These are your picks? Oh, you got you. Okay. Just got to pick the Broncos every week, huh? I don't know why. Well, I picked, I actually, I made why. these picks yesterday with my kids. They've, they helped me this week. I almost picked the Ravens last night, which would have netted me a nice 11 points, I think. Ooh. But I didn't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Broncos because here's the deal. Pretty much. You know who loves the Ravens? Have we talked about this on this podcast? Joe Wenderoth. Poet Joe Wenderoth. Yep. Letters I've, to Wendy. I've reconnect- Letters to Wendy's. Excuse I've reconnected me. with Joe. I'm trying to get him to a. Uh, We're trying to get some segments, segments from old Joe. <laughs> Blow your mind. Yeah, if you think we're fucking weirdos. And I kicked off, hey, I kicked off that uh, blog post this week. Great blog post. <laughs> no, it's not. You hate Here some of those podcasts. podcasts I listen to. Well, people want to know a few. Just discovery. They had not heard of about Brett Favre from Joe Wenderoth no, back in the was, day. That was, that was the best find in there. That I is, think everyone's already heard of All Songs Considered, Mark. I just I put that on just to piss you off. <laughs> to prove that you, it's just weird to, that you're a father because you seem more like a grandfather, that one. <laughs> I love it. It's comforting. No, it's, it is. It's, it's just a way to, it's just background to be like, oh, they came out with something new. Great. You know how I am. Wait, I like that song. What is that? I haven't heard of that. L.A. Salami. There you go. See, I'm just a dick. I'm just like, <laughs> I like to, I don't know what my problem is. Give me your picks. Okay. Broncos are 1.5 point, or one and a half point. I'm going to start doing that. 1.5 point. That's awkward. It's one and a half point underdogs. You're learning. No, I realized that when I said it last week, and then I vowed to myself that I would remember this week. I picked the Broncos to beat the Saints. Saints, I think, have the best offense in the league, which is kind of nutty. But I don't know. I think it's do or die time for the Broncos, so I'm going to support them. They have a bye week next week, so okay. I hope they can pull it off. They need to shake up the offense, though, bro. Yeah, I know. They need to start early with that running game. I heard some interesting... Here we go. You liked when I gave a little bit of... uh, insider sports knowledge last time. This is more like opinion, but I was listening to uh, Stokely, Brandon Stokely and Anderson. Is that the show? <laughs> anyway, does, this does, guy called does in. Does every Bronco alum have a radio show? <laughs> a few of them. Brandon Stokely. All right. He's good. Um, but this no guy doubt. called in and he was talking about why the reason it's important to get the running game going early is that, you know, your offensive line, these are big guys. And he said, Husky dudes are sensitive. He said, he said, if you, do, if you make them feel useless right away, they get sad. Got to give them something to do. Aww. But you know what they need to stop doing is running fucking draw plays all the time. That's not working. Protect the quarterbacks. One thing they need to do, but they try and run up the middle every time practically. And like nothing happens. Like swing to the outside, man. Come on. In I saw, the I face. watched it do it once. Real talk in the face style, buddy. You got the Buccaneers. <laughs> God. Well, uh, Arias, my youngest son, really likes the Buccaneers for whatever reason. Probably the logo. Yeah, he likes the pirate. Yeah. What's amazing, though, is they play uh, Madden 15. And I remember playing Madden 92 or whatever when I was in high school. And, like, there were a lot of plays. And they had the little diagrams that I could never figure out what the hell was going on. I was just, like, I was just guessing. I was just going, oh, pass, no, run. I was not paying any attention to the little squiggles and lines. Both my boys understand it. Ooh. When they play, they like they strategize. They pick their fucking plays. They know the routes. It's pretty intense. So kudos. They also have a a, a book so chronicling advanced. all 50 Super Bowls in it. You know, it's just like a couple pages per Super Bowl. If you ask Elias, next time you see Elias, just ask him who won, say, who won Super Bowl 23? Mm. He'll probably know. He'll probably know the score. He'll probably know the MVP. 
Because they sit and they quiz each other out of this damn book. Life is ironic. So that's why, maybe that's why I'm 184 points. Maybe, because huh? it ain't you. I don't need the Sunday ticket. For you to have two sports-addicted youth in this house. Two, Something else. Two football boys bopping around. Yeah, it's pretty weird, isn't it? Just to look at you. Then I also have the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They're two and a half point underdogs to the Steelers. I think they're going to take out the Steelers. Sorry, Steelers. Actually, I'm not sorry. Eat that. And then, you know, you got the Seahawks and the Patriots. Ooh. Matchup from Super Bowl 49, which you, we, we watched here. You think they're going to beat that spread, do you? I think the Seahawks are going to make it close, if not it's win. It's a big spread. It's a seven and a half point spread. Wide. But the sea, I mean, this is a. Seahawks are going to bring it all to this game, I think. Yeah, all right. And then I think the Giants are going to beat the Bengals by more than two points. There's your picks, people. In the, in the face! <laughs> oh, well, look, I threw in, I got, I got a few little. You got some numbers. I got to some share. picks Here's for some you. Stats. I'm just going to tell, uh, just give everybody listening an update. Where everybody that listens to us is from, we've had a little shakeup in like our geography. Are you ready? Ready. <laughs> Stretching my back. Most less, so you know, no surprise. We're hometown favorites. <laughs> Denver, yeah. top spot for sure. Second spot, Boulder. Yep. Then we've still got this strong contingent out of Ashburn, Virginia. I'm not entirely sure what that is. Do you know anyone in Ashburn? I, I, I think an I old high school chum could be like AOL. I when I worked at AOL, and oh, that was years ago. Back at the where you mean back where you saw it all happen. That's where I began to lead with my thoughts. That's where the brush journey begins <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> it does begin. Chapter one. Then boom, fourth slot: London, England, United Kingdom. It looks like our buddy La Salami has listened 181 times. Oh, thanks, La. That's probably what it is. San Francisco, no surprise. Mountain View, no surprise because of the food. Seattle, Washington. Oh. We got some people up there. We got some people up there. New York, New York. No, we're hitting all the major cities. Mm-hmm. Coastal elites voting with their minds for, yeah. the, for the Natch. Everywhere there's podcast. a protest happening, there's a Natch audience. Yeah, look at that. San Fran, Mountain View, Seattle, New York, LA, 10th slot. That's the main reason I brought this up. My hometown, Alexandria, Virginia, out of nowhere, surging up the ranks. A dark horse. Everybody listening in Alexandria, hey, how you doing? Welcome. Welcome. This Let's is Natch. Fun. We talk about food news. news. Eventually. Eventually. But I guess now it's time to talk about uh, what the noise that you hear sounds hot. I don't just know, some, man. Something just, some life happening outside. Like sounds you. like a leaf blower. Maybe. What? 20 clicks away. All right. We're going to digest the election. We're going to start living with Trump. Uh, I thought, what better way than to remember uh his foray into the supplement world? And what a foray it was. Yeah, I think I'll take you back to the year 2000. I almost said what a foray it was. (laughs) To the... Wait, why didn't that leak? It wouldn't have mattered. Clearly not. I I think he actually ultimately got... Yeah, he got a boost for that whole... Billy Bush. <laughs> Billy Bush is coming back for sure. He'll get some yeah, He's going to get a post somewhere. No, but you know, there could have been video of him drowning a puppy or something, and he probably still would have It wouldn't have made it to his fan base on Facebook. It would have gotten filtered out. Mm-mm. And then all the, all the coastal elites would have been like, really? Really? And they wouldn't have heard. They're not even hearing. I think there's more and more credence to that argument. Facebook is killing us. Okay. 
the year is 2009. We're going to take a company called Ideal Health. Such a more innocent time. Who wants to make customized vitamins, and we're going to connect them with the Trump network. Yep. Which is an, which is an, isoge- it's an isogenics, an MLM. Yeah, MLM, man. You multi-level market that shit. You get the Trump badge. He gave you a little pin. It well, looked very pee, What regal. you do is you pee in a cup, right? And you send it well, in. No, they came together in 2009. Oh, they said, we're going to take the Trump brand. We're going to put it together with our completely devoid of science supplement re- regimen where you pee in a cup. Send it to us. We pour we, it. We pour it down a drain. <laughs> we pour it down a drain, <laughs> and, we, and then we send and you send a your cheap pack vitamins. Of- and then they're going to customize a vitamin regimen for you. You know, it ends up costing you know the kit plus the vitamins ends up costing you about nine hundred bucks a year. Trump, we'll get on there, and you can find it on YouTube of him talking about the power of the. There's like a crazy video customized of him vitamin. giving a little keynote address at some sort of. I don't know. It's not like a- to the Trump network folks. Probably those are always rip roaring affairs. You but know, I feel like it was the to, the, to the what, what, ideal. What did they end up calling themselves, though? I don't know. Ideal Health Plus Trump Network. What was the name of his of this uh, holy union? I think it was Ideal Health. Was well here. I think it's called what? something else. Really? It probably should have Trump in it, shouldn't it? Um, it might. Well, I don't. <clears throat> Doctor Peter Cohen's on there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sales. It it made a bunch of money, right? Right off the well, bat. No, nobody knows. I don't know. They show, I watched the video. It showed that it made. They think it made quite money. a bit of money, and then all of a sudden, oh, people weren't getting paid. Oh, you watched that video? I didn't watch this one. Did you watch this one? Him speaking at a, the Miami launch. Uh, I watched a little of it. It felt eerily familiar to everything else. Discover the difference between opportunity and success. Trump Network. Oh, he's coming in hot. Pulling up in a limo. Yep. The White House isn't going to be nice enough for this guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he just forsakes Air Force One and just flies his Trump jet everywhere. Oh my God! It's a, it's a it's it's an auditorium full of eager Trump networkians. And here he is. What a group! And I said to Lou backstage, "I'm going to mention The Apprentice." <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I closed the entire doc. Whoops! Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't run away fast enough. I'm not, I'm not happy. It's been a rough week. It has. I'm going to tell you what's keeping me going, Mark. I haven't found my fight yet. I will. I haven't found a specific fight, but what I've been telling my children, because they're both quite upset about this, um, is that the way we're going to fight Trump is by becoming his foil. We're going to, in, in every case that we can throughout the day, we're going to do the opposite of what he would do. We're going to be kind. We're going to be loving. Mm. We're going to start talking to more people. And you know what? I've been doing it. You should have seen me yesterday. I'm going to go over here and pet this pussy. Too soon, dude. Um, at least he purred so people know <laughs> what you're talking about, you creep. Uh, I'm not a grabber. No, but so Nicole's, my, my father-in-law is amazing. He is like the most friendly person I've ever met. I've met him. Run. Yeah, he just, yeah, he loves to talk to people. Like if you put him in a room with a stranger, he's going to get to know that person. We need more of that. Which I don't think I, I mean, I always liked that about him, but I, until I started kind of putting that into practice myself, literally just over the past couple of days, I haven't realized like how great that is. Mm. I went to the ENT, right? Uh oh. And I'm in the, I'm, I get in the <laughs> oh, elevator. No. I get in the elevator. There's, what is happening here? I don't understand. <laughs> I started putting out of the practice 
embarrass myself literally just at the past couple days and realize like how great that is. I went to the end right and I'm in the hell. Am I getting elevator? I get it. But I could search the web for it. Why don't you? What is that? I don't some, okay. somehow. I found this on the web for I started putting out of the practice myself literally just at the past couple days and realize like how great that is. I went to the end right and I'm in the hell. Am I getting elevator? I get it. Okay. Sorry. I don't know. Siri somehow was listening in. That was odd. I think Siri's ha- needs more medication. I know. So anyway, I'm in the elevator. There's a young couple with a little box of pizza. And then there's a guy with a walker who's looking ill health. You know, he's not, not looking so hot. And he's with his wife. And then he makes a joke to the guy. He's like, he's like to his wife. He's like, that's where we should be going. Like to Anthony's pizza. Cause he had Anthony's pizza. And so then they're like laughing. And then we start talking. Then the young couple gets off. And I'm like, I don't want to be in an awkward elevator. I looked at this guy's pants. He's got like some fleece jammies on, but they have uh, fishing flies all over him. So I said, hey, man, I like your pants. And he said, oh, thanks. I said, those are fishing flies? He's like, yeah, yeah, I love fishing. Oh. I said, yeah, I have friends who love fly fishing too and very little else. And then you said, did you vote for Trump? And you hit all the buttons on the elevator and ran out. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't care what people voted for. Um, I mean, I care. I mean, I care, but I'm not, it's not my business, so. I get it. I get it, man. You don't have to like her. And but dude, I've been talking to people. That's my point. I think I'm not hiding out in my phone. Misfire. I'm going to fucking talk to people. Big misfire. I'm going to be nice to people. And I talked to an old high school friend today. Her son goes to Park Hill. And she does, I didn't know this about her. She does like a bunch of charity work. Like right here in the neighborhood. <laughs> Look at you. Just opening your eyes to the world. Yeah. Well, and she Getting said, out of your Mr. Mom house. See if you know this. Apparently there's a lot of refugees from Burma. Of course. On East Colfax. Totally. They go to Montview. We toured Montview. Get out. See the world. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, I think I want to start helping these people a little bit. They come here. They can, they can't really, a lot of them have been living in refugee camps for like maybe a decade or more. Mm -hmm. They can't even write in their own language, let alone read and write in English. They have dental problems. Well, cause I mean, they could have had a dentist for years. So they're missing teeth and stuff. It's hard to go get a job without teeth, man. That's not funny. Don't laugh. What are you going to do about their dental problems? No, there's a dentist. There's a dentist that's been helping them there. There's a community garden because a lot of them know how to farm. You could help. You could be a pro bono dental hygienist for the dentist. Maybe I go help teach some kids to read or something, dude. All right. Come on, get real. I'm I'm real. Anyway. That's my, that's my Trump memory. What's your Trump strategy? Because so far I'm just seeing kind of despair. Yeah, there's a lot of despair. A lot of upper respiratory action. The sorghum's flared up. My strategy, uh, dude, I don't think he'll be as bad as anyone thinks, but it's all these just, look who's going to be coming back into our lives. New Gingrich, Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. It's like, what? 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 Yeah. It's such a, it's such a blatant like uh, rejection. the doors uh, on the haunted mansion. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. The path to progress is fits and starts, but. It's always two steps forward, one step We're circling back in a big way and that's what we want. As a country, apparently not not me, not not the popular vote though. You know, at least we have that. Yeah, well, that and a cup of coffee, <laughs> yeah, or no, that and a don't. quarter will get you. Won't yeah. get you. You need that. Like three fifty. Cup of coffee these days. Swap emails with Al Gore about the popular vote. I heard Al Gore reached out to Trump though, and wants to like try and get God. him on the right. I mean, the climate that that's one of the that's scariest kind of ones. Right up there. There's many scary things. Wow, well, that a, yeah, there are many. He wants to appoint the, the the biggest climate change. The guy who loves to be called the denier. 
It's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wants to appoint that guy? <laughs> yeah. Wants to appoint him. To what? Well, I think he's the transition, what, what EPA? I thought he was going to get rid of the EPA. Is it EPA? What else would it be? Homeland Security. That was going to the the rabble rouser sheriff out in Arizona. That was going to be the for real. Yeah, yeah. Christy, You're kidding. Christy, that guy. He lost his election, but he may get an appointment. Well, hey, I don't know. I don't know, man. You know who? He's I don't gonna... think. I don't think we're done understanding the. No. Many it's fine. You'll, you'll 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 take the gut punch and be like, "Oh my god!" And then you'll take you a got few the more. you got the initial gut punch of it's him, and then you got the second gut punch of what does this mean for the country and like every, what everybody thought was progress. Now you're gonna you're gonna you might rebound from that and start fighting and feeling good, and then you're gonna start getting a lot of jabs. <laughs> oh, Gingrich, what? We're gonna bring back the House on American Activities Committee and round up the Muslims. Okay. Anyway. Right, you got to stop talking like that. Um, I'm a realist. Real fast. Day-to-day life ain't going to change. Oh, Not really? one bit. You don't think so? <laughs> I've heard a lot of people saying that. My day-to-day life's going to change. I feel like I have a little more <laughs> I purpose think it's gonna now. going to change. I'm going to be a lot nicer. I'm going to start doing more. Well, that's good. That's There's good no, change. No, time, no more time to sit around unless we're podcasting. Then you kind of got it. Should we make this? Look a, at this, though. Um, how about a political podcast? No, thanks. Just talking about it this much made my back flare. Ugh. We um, both picked this story. Oh, this is great. What do you mean? I put it in here first. Don't talk like you picked it. Uh, Clearly, oh you went in here God. and saw it already. Dude, dude. We both read the Hot Pod no. newsletter, right? I had it in there, and then you, like two clicks above without scrolling down, dropped it in again. And oh, then really? I came in and cleaned it up for you. <laughs> yeah. Same know. story. Well, did you find it in Hot Pod, though? Yeah, hat t- hat, hot tip, hat tip, hot pod. Hat tip, Nick Qua. Love you, Nick. Adobe has apparently prototyped a Photoshop for audio called Project Voco. The, progr- the program can produce the sound of someone saying something they didn't actually say with unsettling realism. Oh, dear God. I called this story Better Podcasting with AI. You called it. Will Trump invest in Project Voco? Well, I mean, it seems like a big part of his strategy is like saying wild shit and then saying he didn't say it. So now he can say, I never said that I was vocoded. Boom. Eight years. There you go. I gotta go get my book. Cue it up. Oh, welcome to the Joan Didion book club. If you're looking for a little bit of sunshine in your day, you should, uh, I don't know, not listen to this, but it's a lovely book. We've been reading it. We're on chapter Why don't you tell what it's called? eight and nine. Chapter 8 and 9? Is that what we're doing? What's the book called, Mark? No, 7 and 8. Chapter 7 and 8. Joan Didion, The Year of Magical Thinking. A chronicle of her responding to the death of her husband and the illness of her daughter. I don't think I took notes. Oh, I did. I, I've read all the way through chapter 10, I think. What Ooh, are we on? you got ahead. 7 8. 7 8. I'll give you some notes. <sighs> In the end, I would have to tell her, that's her daughter, Quintana, a third time in another ICU, this one at at UCLA, tell her that her father died. Yeah, they have to wait a while, right? Well, she wasn't conscious enough. She'd wake up, ask, where's dad? They'd tell her she wouldn't remember. She had a brain injury. So you had to tell her three times. (laughs) 
Seems cruel. How's dad? She whispered when I saw her that evening. I began again. The heart attack. The history. I don't think, I don't think we can do the book club this week. Of the event. But how is he now? She whispered, straining to be audible. She had oh, absorbed the sudden event part, but not the outcome. What a fucking week. Okay. The next day, I'm a pro. You're on page 86. I am. Paragraph. You bet I am. The next day, March 24, alone in the apartment, the obligation to bury my husband and see our daughter through her crisis formally, fu- formally fulfilled, I put away the plates and allowed myself to think for the first time about what would be required to restart my own life. You know what that made me think? I don't. Life changes in an instant. Or, but then it's not short. Then life is long. I thought and living I, I with thought that life change changed in a heartbeat or the absence of one. Isn't that what the line she keeps repeating? <clears throat> oh, she. Oh, yeah. What does she? Yeah, that, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. Life changes, and then you, you spend a lot of time picking up the pieces, don't you? Life changes fast. Life changes in the instant. You sit down to dinner, and life as you know it ends. Dude, that's November eight. It she, is. Oh, okay. Right. I thought you meant in the book. I thought that was just like another... This is the note I made. This is weeks before the election, though, but I said, sudden? Yes, life changes suddenly, but life is not short because you're left to deal with the way the wake, what what comes after. Uh-huh. I also noted this. It occurred to me as I hung up, he was, she was talking to her daughter in California, that cleaning my office could be a step step toward the first day of the rest of my own life. And I thought, wait a minute. Well, what the fuck would I do? I got a clean office. That's a go-to. That's almost trite. It's cliched. I'm going to go clean out my desk. Start anew. I'm already there. What you am I going to do? Clean. That's, that's the thing. Clearly, obvious for you, you could go through countless hard drives and clean up your digital detritus. Yeah, dude. You've got... I have see, to that's why you have a, that's, You know what? I think, I've, I think I've stumbled upon something. Uh-oh. I think I have a cure for all your phantom illnesses. Oh, my God! You need to let some shit pile up, dude. Ooh, that's hard to you need to stop deleting. You need to start building an inbox. No more, no more inbox. Inbox zero just means you've read your emails. It doesn't mean like you've un, like deleted every single one of them to most people. Yeah. What? I, I don't, don't know have... anyone else who has, who deletes everything out of their inbox. What? Stays well, in... I, I can think of one other person who lost an election, but I don't know anyone else. That, you, well, you, I think you're unwittingly onto something. That you need to let some chaos in, dude. Exactly. It's, it's the control chaos problem. Yep. Remember Try, that trying number, to control uh, things you can't control. I wish I could rem- remember the exact episode number, but we recorded an episode outside in my backyard one time. and there Tox was, Detox. No, it wasn't the one at night. It was during the day. And there was like a oh. ton of yeah, construction yeah. noise. Yeah. And you just like lost your shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like someone came to aerate my lawn or something. <laughs> yes. or, there were a lot of interruptions. And you just fell apart <laughs> and we had to call the episode short. What? I mean, really? it was like a short episode. You were like, I'm done. Ah! No, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, it was a big, no, you freaked out. You're like, no, this is, we're fucking <laughs> done. This episode's over. <laughs> and then I, I tell you like, dude, I, this is probably going to be one of the best episodes. I don't remember like, No that. fucking way. And then I listened to it. And I'm like, this episode's great. Mark's freaking out. I'm trying to life coach him. Compelling audio. Hey, I like this line. There would be wild mustard on the hills. Food news eventually. Chapter eight. One of her pupils was fixed. Could that be creepier? If you're looking at your daughter who's alive but it ill, looks and like one a of cue her eyes, not like a student. <laughs> Sorry, I thought a that, bit of context. I, context would have helped there. 
Patients' pupils become unresponsive to light and then widen until they are large fixed circles of impenetrable uh impenetrable blackness. That's a... That's how we die, Dr. Newland, writing about how we die. Just imagine those fixed pupils. Sweet release. (laughs) (laughs) It feels that way right now. Oh, God. So this is in the wake of her husband dying. Her bud. They go to Central Park every day. They go to Central Park every day. They They, go their own way. They go walk different ways through the park and come together at the end and share their lives after they'd explored their own lives. I love these people. I like them too, man. They're not like this. They're like this. <laughs> I uh, and now her daughter is deathly ill. Is it? This is where she. What happens to her? She recovers in New York from some sort of. I've already forgotten what happened to her. Hemorrhage, right? Brain edema. Well, she recovers and then she's going back to L.A. and they land in L.A. and she gets off the plane. They're walking to their rental car and she collapses and they're never able to fully discern if it was like it could have been like being on an airplane and the pressure in the cabin that caused her brain to start bleeding, or it could have been that she passed out because she was weak and hit her head and that caused it, but they couldn't know for sure. But it's severe. Yeah, it's a big fucking problem, man. I remember that, uh, oh, here. Here, here's the CT report. The scan shows the right hemispheric subdural hematoma with evidence of acute bleeding. Active bleeding cannot be excluded. That's bad. The hematoma causes marked mass effect upon the right cerebrum. This is going to be exciting to hear you pronounce all these words. <laughs> subfalcial and early uncal herniation. Ernie uncle, uncle, Ernie uncle. Ernie uncle. Uncle Ernie. With 19, why am I still reading this? Okay. I had um, this part. Some grim shit. The paramecencephalic cistern is effaced. Yeesh. You just wanted to show off. I don't know. I don't know. That's good. It's not just finger dexterity, folks. It is pronunciation. One of the surgeons had just come out to give... Uh, her, uh, this is her son-in-law, give him, uh, daughter's husband, give him an update. The surgical team was now fairly confident that Quintana would leave the table, although they could not predict in what condition. Furthermore, I translated the percentages of the 99 patients who had the problem she was having, mm-hmm. severe brain injury, uh, problem, 74 died. Of the surviving 25 at the end of two years, five were vegetative, 10 were severely disabled, eight were independent, and two had made a full recovery. If I'm doing my math right, that's two out of 99 actually got better. It's pretty bleak odds. When I got back to New York from Los Angeles late on the evening of April 30, I found these notes on a grocery list by the kitchen phone. I know now that the technical term for brain pushed to the left side is midline shift, a significant predictive factor for poor outcome. But even then, I knew that it was not good. Oh, that's what we're going through oh, as a country. This, is, what, this is our election. Though. It's our midline shift. The note shift. that she found said, arterial bleed, artery gushing blood, like a geyser, blood all over the room, no clotting factor. My God. Just stop. We're cutting the book club short. This hey, but way. there was some food, right? What I had thought no, I needed I that day. She, oh, she looks at a shopping list, too. Five weeks before were Evian splits. What the hell is Evian splits? I think it's a bottle of Evian water. But what's a split? Evian splits, molasses, chicken broth, and flaxseed meal. You got you to get on that flaxseed, dude. <laughs> no, you put a big tablespoon of flaxseed in a glass of warm water, stir it up, let it soak overnight, and then chug it in the morning, buddy. What did you just say? Oh, I guess you missed it. I, I did. Just, I just gave you the cure to all your ills. Flaxseed, overnight flaxseed? Put a big tablespoon of flaxseed in a 
big glass of water and let it stir it up, let it soak overnight, chug it in the morning. Oh. Just for fun. Can we have some music? No, I was going to tell you this other thing, though. Can we please have some music? Um, is, it, is it happy music? No, well, you know, remember, we had a somber episode last time we listened to L.A. Salami. We're going to play some L.A. Salami, okay. which is good music for this time because he's, he's got an activist spirit. Are we going to talk to him? Maybe. Uh, we'll talk to him at some point. Tentatively scheduled an interview today, but he's probably doing busy stuff. He's probably strumming his guitar. Probably trying to figure out how to save us. Writing songs about Brexit and Trump. Yeah. Um, well, last time we listened to L.A. Salami was that we were spent some time talking about pro skateboarder Dylan Reeder who passed away from leukemia. Okay. okay. So what, here's what I think about, because I remember when my friend died from Hodgkin's lymphoma. Okay. We're going we're gonna to dwell on death for a second. No, we're not. Just listen. This is, I can remember she died, and then like within the month, the movie Gladiator came out. And I went and saw the movie Gladiator. And it's a, it's a good movie. People can't see this. I'm giving you the thumbs down. Well, I, I went and watched Gladiator. You remember that from the movie? I do, man. <laughs> I remember it from history, too. It's, it's not just from the movie. Yeah. Um, it's one and the same now. But I went and saw that movie, and I was like, man, this, I love this movie. And I, and I thought, man, Rebecca would have loved this movie. Like it, may, it was making me really sad. That was like one of the things that I kept coming back to. Was like She never got to see this movie. Like In her world, this movie never existed. And she would have liked this movie. She loved Braveheart. She would have liked this movie. So then I, I mean, was thinking of like how crazy it is to be memorial. like to be young and like die before this election. Like he didn't live to see this insane outcome. Who didn't? Dylan. Yes, I'm just that, saying, I oh, think about these things. Oh, I gotcha. There's something to it. Nothing like profound. It's just an interesting thing to consider. All right. We'll play some L.A. Salami. I don't know which song yet. We still have to decide. We can talk about whatever it was afterwards. See, uh, back at Stick you. with uh, us. Uh, We're going to come back uh, with the food news. Uh, sooner than later. It's a little sad this week, but we'll, we'll rally. Maybe. Well, dude, things are fucked up. We'll keep making this fucking episode. Yeah. We're here for you. When the pleasure dried And the summer left the storm Where the seeds of discontent reside And the darkest days are born I was withered, worn and wonderless A waste in many ways Defamation days Beyond the hours I walk upon Behind the minutes chime Beneath the stones I stumble on Before the cusp of time I saw her gesture to the sky And weep where her widow lay Defamation days I was little more than food for thought And hungrier than hell But I would fill the empty spaces Cause silence knew me well but I can still be swallowed up by what that goddess says Oh, defamation days I saw the ladder cascade down, settled by the bush And my innocence was jeopardized every time I take a look 
But seeing is a virtue despite the view that's on display Oh, defamation days I was burdened by the crucifix, cold-shouldered by the king I was told he'd shed a tear for me, but that don't mean a thing If I have to carry all this weight and keep the wilderness at bay oh, Defamation days So when the drifters ask me now What then should I tell? I'm frozen from the ribcage in I was lifeless for a spell And I can't take a block of ice And pass it off as clay No, defamation days Was inhaling warfare, exhaling higher crimes But destruction and obsession mean progression down the line And I've been pulled apart more times than I care to say Oh, defamation days As I lay wounded on the road, will the beast divide their kill? It occurred to me the rate at which we exchange life for a meal And the earth is hungrier than I And I'm lower down the chain Oh, defamation days I sit amongst the leaders now The lepers and the crooks And silence hangs as money talks Its tongue stifled by a hook Cause you're only ever as rich as the wealth you have to say Oh, defamation days I saw her burn down this house and turn my sons to flame She disappeared soon after that and left me in this broken way But if I do see her again I'd still ask her to stay Defamation days She was my shepherd, love and guide The answer when I'd pray She hold me up and breaking Was the price she had to pay But the gods tell me to carry on That she'll return to me someday Oh, defamation days Defamation days Defamation days Salami <clears throat> Song was called Defamation Days Album just came out today Dancing with Bad Grammar The Director's Cut You should go find it The Director's Cut 
I love that kind of music, especially in times like these. Almost makes you feel like you're back in the '60s and all sorts of bad shits yeah, going on. You are back, except in the you're in the 2016s, and there's seemingly worse shit going on. But maybe it's all relative, Mark. Or maybe it's time for food news. You're not going to like the first one. Is that a guarantee, Soundhawk? Black Mirror drone bees. Why am I not going to like that? Uh, Because at some point you told me to watch episode three, and I watched like half of it, and it wasn't about the bees. I told you to watch season three, episode six. I, I didn't watch it yet. You dumb shit. Why didn't you tell me that before we started doing this? Just to see what you'd do. Oh, I guess I'd call. I'm going to call you a dumb shit. I'm going to go. I rescinded on my vow to be nice. Are we going to, we can still talk about it. Why? You haven't <laughs> seen it. All right. Look forward to that next week. Here, I'll move it to the next doc. But as a teaser, it's about drone bees. We've talked about, we've speculated that there will be drone bees in the future as real bee populations suffer. And you know what we should do? Since Real I, bees are in deep shit. That's who's going to eat it the hardest during the Trump pres- presidency is fucking bees, dude. And consequently, we will then eat it shortly thereafter. So, What? Oh, all the, all the measures to protect them will go away? Probably. Yeah, probably. Well, EPA goes away. That's scary shit, dude. But anyway, this is about drone bees being used nefariously. So let's jump. I'll adjust the doc later. Let's jump to the end. If we're going to talk about drone bees, and actually not, since I haven't watched it, we're going to talk about uh, drone mosquitoes. GMO mosquitoes. That's not a drone mosquito. That's another insect. Why not? But why would you call them drones? I'm transitioning. It's a segue. Florida Keys voters. A little rough. Back trial release of Zika fighting GMO mosquitoes. Kristen Brown, Genetic Literacy Project a summation of some other article on some other website. I believe we've covered these GMO mosquitoes before, right? I'm telling you, they the, the it passed on the ballot. Well, that's good. Is it? I don't know. On Tuesday. Nothing matters anymore, right, Mark? So fuck it. Voters in the Florida Keys voted in a solid majority to go ahead with a plan proposed by British biotech firm Oxitec to release genetically engineered male mosquitoes in Key Haven, a suburb of Key West. More than 57% of the 40,000 votes cast in the Keys favored the project, but, but, while a majority of Keys residents voted in favor of the project, 65% of the 639 voters in Key Haven, where the trial would actually be conducted, voted against it. Mm. So they're having the will of the popular vote forced on them? Yeah. Well, it's a little harsh. It's not a binding thing. There's there's some council that can decide whether or not to do it. But you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like we voted for this, and now you got to live with it. Mm. We decided to do this to you, you, to you, you, you. Oxitec's plan relies on male mosquitoes that have been given a lethal gene that kills off any offspring they might have with a wild female. If if it's down to like that or. Spraying. spraying the hell out of stuff and killing bees. I'm going to have to go with the GMO mosquitoes. Yeah, I'm with you. We got to outrun it. We got to outrun it. We got to outrun all of it. It's getting hard, man. It is Angry fucking mob, pitchforks. What, um, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah, oh, just, my God. Just, Excuse me. And we're back. And we're back. So what's next on the, on the 
agenda here. Well, we can go back up to the Scrolling Acorn Whisperer. Up. Oh, yeah. I like this. was nice. This guy. We got a guy, John Slattery. He finds edible treasures at Reed Not Park. the actor who plays Roger Sterling in uh, oh, you don't Mad know, Men. You, you don't know no, that. I saw the video. It doesn't, they don't even look like at all. Eh. Okay. Prosthetics. Hair, hair and makeup. For, what? Oh, yeah. Herbalist John Slattery finds edible treasures at Reed Park in Tucson. <laughs> There's a nice YouTube video. You can watch him forage for them, turn mm-hmm. them into little, he, he leeches the tannins out of them. He calls them, well, he grinds them into a, like a meal. A burger. And then he soaks it to get the tannins out. It's not bleach. I said leeches oh, the tannins. Oh, leech, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then he makes it, he calls them the ultimate paleo meal. That's where I lost A little them. acorn. Well, for, I mean, foraged acorn burger is the ultimate paleo meal. Come on. Hey, they're just trying to make a clickbait, trying to spread the love, dude. And that's the problem. We need to we need to reject en masse the clickbait culture. Yeah. We need what if Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> Coast here's the here's the argument. Coastal elites invent technology, all this whiz bang shit that's gonna save the world, including social media. The what do we call them? Well, who's the non coastal elites? The proletariat? <laughs> I guess so. They say we like your technology. We're gonna use it to elect who we want. It wasn't, a, it wasn't really a conscious decision, I don't think. I think it was like a byproduct of a product that's not well tended to. Yes. So the, the technology created by the coastal elite has run amok. It has. And, and they don't really, the they're face. not showing much interest in controlling it. Oh, God. The one thing that they did last year, right, was like that horrific but very important piece of photojournalism for the Vietnam War with the young girl running naked from a burning village, I believe. Mm-hmm. They deemed that child pornography. Mm-hmm. So that's important work that Facebook's doing right there. They're, they, they're not monitoring, you know, the any hate of their speech content the, for, yeah. yeah. Well, they're monitor, they monitor for hate speech, don't they? But they're not, it seems like they're not monitoring there's for a lot, any a semblance of truth. <laughs> there's that too. So. I'm just saying, we'll never do now it. now look where we are. We'll never do it because it's late, because we're lazy and it's fun and convenient. But what if the coastal elite were to abandon its technology? Well, and I think, I mean, this will never happen either, but I've met a lot of marketers. I mean, I'm a, I'm a marketer myself, I guess. I call you a maven. I'm a marketing maven, and I create ads that we boost on Facebook. And I, I feel a little icky every time I do it because I just don't care for <clears> Facebook. <throat> but what if people who are buying all these ads like rise up and say, hey, we're not going to use your obnoxious, invasive advertising platform until you at least fix this one thing mm. so this doesn't happen again. But they're not going to do it because it's like a marketer's dream tool. You can, it's like so targeted and specific. And I mean, you spend money, you get results. I did it. What? You're boosting posts? I dropped Facebook. I well, opted you were out. You on Facebook, you <laughs> jackass. I was briefly on it back in the right, day. Now I've called you a dumb shit and a jackass. Yeah, well, sorry. What's happening? This I'm is like it's reverting back here. to pre-Donald Trump well, America. Yeah. You, I'm trying to be nicer. It didn't last. Yeah, I have, I have a paste fake book account that I have to use to administer things. My handle is Pat Riot. Go ahead and find me. Oh, that's what we could call you, Pat Riot. Mm-hmm. All right, there's a guy making acorns. It's great. Okay, you can it's eat It's nice, them. though. You could go, like, because I see acorns all the time. I didn't know you could eat them. Maybe I'll start gathering them. Yeah, the refrigerator's humming, Mark. It's okay. It's okay. It'll be all right. You can gather them. They look a little bit labor, labor-intensive to pull it all together, but... Well, you know what? When we... As a, as a project every autumn... When do the acorns fall? Autumn is a going to be a concept of the past soon. So there's going to be one season. Dude, everywhere I turn, <laughs> I can't get out of the box. 
<laughs> I'm in the box. No, it's going to be fine. Because look at this. RZA. The RZA, the RZA. Wu-Tang Clan selling vegan leather wallets. Nice. Article by Kevin Lozano in Pitchfork. Your favorite. Um, so the RZA is a longtime vegan. He's a longtime listener, Nash. Yeah. Uh, and he has a menswear brand called 36 Chambers. And they've released this debossed vegan leather wallet made from polyurethane leather. We've got a picture of the wallet right here in the Google Doc. It's a handsome wallet. It's got like kind of a, I don't know, an ornate design. What would you call that? Ornate? Yes. Okay. Um, but this is, I found this really interesting too. Even uh, mystical. His, uh, the 36 Chambers brand is currently researching vegan leather made from pineapple leaves. Hey! So this is pretty cool. This is a product called Pinatex. <laughs> I, I can't get the link to open. But anyway, they use the fiber from pineapple leaves, which are just basically waste products from growing pineapples, but they can turn it into this like leather-like material that can, you can sew with, you can dye it, it like holds ink really well. Can, Was that last week where we talked durable. about the... the uh... oh, I guess we're going to deal with this right now. Our old friend Greg, Greg Bagney. Greg Bagney, 4G, business lessons coming at you. Can you lift us out of this bleak sinkhole, Greg? Greg's Eggs. It's stuff you probably already know, but needed some goofball to remind you. I was thinking, humanoids have seven holes in their heads. There's one hole you have that could be the most emotional entry point of the human body. It's the human mouth. Let's hear it for ring muscles, baby. It's a very emotional orifice, which on a side note could be a great name for a band. Anyway, your mouth is an amazing multi-purpose machine. Think about how many things it does and how much endorphin-releasing pleasure you get from it. You eat, drink, and breathe with it. You speak and communicate. It helps you smell. You digest and taste with it. You swap spit with it. Yes, humanoids can even have sex with their mouths. Is that emotional enough for you? But wait, there's more. Your miraculous mouth even has a tongue, which per capita is the strongest muscle in your body, giving new meaning to the phrase tongue lashing. Oh geez, I can't even imagine a world without licking. One more smart mouth thing. They say life begins with the first breath you take in and the last you let out. And guess where that starts and finishes your mouth. <sighs> Namaste mofo. Okay. WTF, finally, the punchline. If you're in the food industry, it's not lip service to say that food, the products you sell are quite emotional. The mouth should be the center of the universe of your supply chain. It's the end game. It's where your product should land. It's where you'll demo, sample, coupon, etc. and attempt to elicit yummy noises with your product. Happy pie hole equals profitable revenue stream. Back to basics. Why not think about the four P's via the mouth? Your product, pricing, distribution, and promotion decisions should be entirely focused on your consumer's mouth. I recently sampled a healthy snack and it tasted a bit like a dog treat. So the moral of this mouth story, if your product is premium or private label, if it's gluten laden or gluten free, if it's a single serve or a 10 pound bag, it's got to taste great. Ack, ack. 
My word, Greg. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. I too cannot imagine a world without licking. A world without licking? There was... And if there's one thing... I felt happy for a few moments during that segment. That a th- an authoritarian regime cannot take away from us. It's licking. We'll always have licking. <laughs> <laughs> a world without licking. You know what? You know what? That's the subhead. I think it episode. might be, but it a also... Wor- when's the, la- when's the last time I licked... Maybe that's my Maybe problem. Maybe I don't want to know. Um, yeah, I mean, more licking and more mess. You just need to go lick something messy, my friend. Uh, so we're, oh, just wrapping up on Riza and his vegan wallets. Um, so this is actually from the 36 Chambers website. <laughs> Riza says, for those who would argue that leather is simply a byproduct of meat consumption, One Green Planet reports that a cow's skin accounts for 10% of its worth that would make a cow's skin the most valuable part of its body on a pound-for-pound pound basis. Boom. So there you go. And also, uh, I'm alive. I have a life. My flesh is alive. Why would I eat something that's dead? That's Riz's question that he poses to you. Isn't everything we eat dead? Not if you, you're you want me to eat it alive? Not if you're eating a raw <laughs> macro diet, homie. I don't know. I mean, clip the leaf off the plant it's pretty much dead all right but the other point he makes too is like because i could also read that he wants me to eat these animals alive i guess you could read it that way but he, he makes the point too that like because that's where you, we're if, headed if you're eating a sick we're all gonna be eating live terrified animals. animal then you're eating like terror well i'm, I'm and that's how you let, done, that, yeah. if you Cortisol do that you let stress, the terrorists win bad all around bad for them bad for us bad for the world has that existed on Facebook in the whole campaign flutter? Some something about Hillary eating animals live? I'm sure no. there's. I'm sure there's. A- no, I remember there was an Onion article from I mean years and years ago, probably like a decade ago, something about Hillary Clinton eats baby or something eats a baby. I don't remember. Somebody in Quinn's class said that she came home going, "Does Hillary Clinton eat babies?" Or I think it was kill babies. So I think it was an abortion thing. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. All right. I think we got one more. How do we... I, I, look, listeners, I, I, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm trying, right? You need to, you need to calm down. I feel, like, well, I feel like people are not getting inspired and happy and entertained by this week's episode, but you know, maybe they'll stick with us and understand that these things happen. I think you're thinking about it too much. It's been a great episode. Get to your last story, man. The dairy industry lost $420 million from a flaw in a single bull. Sarah Zang. Now, hey. In the Atlantic. You remember? Remember back when we used to uh, sponsor episodes? Episode 23. We had a sponsor. Spiffly sponsored that one. Yep. And what was the title of that episode? 10 Semen Straws for $1,000. Yep. That's... uh, We got no blowback on that. FYI. Spiffly was a great sponsor. It's a hip sponsor. Yep. So back then, I mean, good God, that was uh, almost 70 episodes ago. It's a whole other life. Think about that. At least we got that done. Yeah. They can't take that away from us. Yeah. Pretty, yes, easy, pretty easy to delete, <laughs> actually. Just shut just, down, well, just sh- like shut down the SoundCloud feed from <laughs> just Russia. Just there in the cloud. <clears throat> Although, hey, I've got it all backed up on hard drive, so they'd need to hit us with an EMP, electromagnetic pulse. That's the only way you're getting rid of Natch, baby. So back there, we covered the uh, the recombinetics being uh, advanced by Farin Krug. 
fucking Krug. In fact, Farin Krug's biggest problem may turn out they were talking about um, uh, genomically improving the dairy herd stock. Yo. Biggest problem may turn out to be not regulators, skeptical consumers, or anti-GMO activists, but a conventionally bred two-year-old black and white hornless Holstein bull by the name... View Home Powerball. A View Home Powerball. The Holstein Breed Association formula predicts that Powerball, bred for first-class dairy genetics, will soon rank among the nation's top five breeding bulls as measured by something... For just $1,000, dairy farmers can buy 10 straws of Powerball semen, enough to breed dozens of cows. So wait, where do we get to the loss? Is that coming up? I'm just setting it up. I'm telling you. you. Just, okay. Laying the foundation. So like that's it. the state of affairs in the dairy herd. Highly. Hmm, there's a lot of science going into how we breed these animals. You with me? Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Here's where science can go astray. It started with a bull. This is back to Sarah Zhang. This is Mrs. Zhang. Okay. It started with a bull named Pawnee Farm Arlinda Chief. Long name. Who had a whopping 16,000 daughters and 500,000 granddaughters and more than 2 million great-granddaughters. Holy shit. Today, in fact, his genes account for 14% of all DNA in Holstein cows, the most popular breed in the dairy industry. We figured out their best one, and we... Gave him, gave him to everyone. Chief, let's call him Chief, was so popular because his daughters were fantastic milk producers. He had great genes for milk, but geneticists now know he also had a single copy of a deadly mutation that spread undetected through the Holstein cow population. Mutation caused some unborn calves to die in the womb. According to a recent estimate, this single mutation ended up causing more than 500,000 spontaneous abortions. Oh, and costing the dairy industry $420 million in losses. Bonkers, dude. Isolate the hell out of it. Specialize. Yeah. This is our guy. We figured out he's the optimum stud. So Powerball doesn't have the they, stillborn gene? They, these, they all, none of them stay on top for very long. Oh, I see. Powerball loses to someone else and now comes Well, along. why will he lose? Because they'll find out that he has some defect they didn't detect? I think they just figure out through science and genetic breeding, that they can get even better. Oh, I see. Witness Pawnee Farm Arlinda Chief, who then ends up well, being, be, being the father of the entire dairy herd across the country. <laughs> but oh no, he had a defect. And so what happens is, you know, in natural selection, sure, you got that defect, you partner up, ooh, probably doesn't have that defect. It doesn't go on to the next generation. But they're all... Arlinda chiefs running around. Yeah. They're so all his daughters. So they have to inbreed and then boom, they both have the same thing in these sorts of, but Hey, that's just classic inbreeding right there. It's science run amok, but you know what? Is it because back to miss Zhang, $420 million in losses. That's a crazy number, but here's an even crazier one. Despite the lethal mutation using chiefs sperm instead of an average bulls, still led to $30 billion in increased milk production over the past 35 years. That's how much a single bull could affect the industry. Whoa. So $420 million, that's just a drop in the bucket if you got $30 billion blowing in. It all comes down to one powerful figure, the impact they can have on everything. What about... How, one mean, powerful voice. Are people one gonna, strong okay. man. Are you stumping for Trump or something? What's going on? And are people going to start drinking more milk now? Because the, the milk drinking trend, right? People are drinking less and less milk. Hmm? 
I guess you still need milk for cheese. People still like cheese. Yeah, I think that I've got a big surplus of cheese too. Remember, the government's having yeah, to buy up all the cheese. Yeah, we've got a of beef and cheese. So, assloads of beef so and cheese. We'll be it's eating, not where you want to be. We'll be eating bacon cheeseburgers into the apocalypse. You know who does not have an assload of beef and cheese, milk and cheese? <laughs> I don't. Four G. Oh, yeah, he's a vegan. That dude's been cheeseless, milkless, and assless for. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but a, not lickless. He's got a great ass. He does. He cycles. I bet he looks good in those little. <laughs> Spandex shorts. Send us a picture, Greg. Ah, there's a glimmer of hope. You know what? Also, Greg doesn't use um, plastic, right? He doesn't have any glass. He doesn't. Does he have any plastic? In I don't his think house? so. Well, I mean, that you would eat off of. If he has a computer, he has plastic. Yeah, 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 things like that. But he doesn't lick. He licks a lot of things, but he doesn't lick plastic. And he's not going to lick food that was sitting in plastic. I got a whole new appreciation for that little you stu- give, studio garage. I'm going to have to come out there with a wet wipe. Does Greg Bagney buy food that's in plastic bags? Like, does he buy a bag of carrots? I think so. Okay. I don't know, but I think so. I don't. I'm just wondering what the extent of it is, because I'm kind of into this. What do you think he's going to do? Go to the store, just like take them out of the bags? Maybe he goes to the co-op and puts them in his burlap sack. I bet she buys a lot less plastic than you do. You don't know how much plastic I buy. No, I'm confident that he buys a lot less plastic than I do. Yeah, but the companies that he's invest that he 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 and his crew are invested in they use plastic to package things come on you can't avoid plastic man you You know what they need to start doing is making plastic out of hemp that's we need to start growing shitloads of hemp like all over the fucking place and make food and plastic because guess what i've been buying these compostable plastic like sandwich bags at sprouts it's it's my little way of saving the world um but they're like four bucks a bag and there's only like 20 in there, mm. but I like them. But I figure if, if you start making those out of hemp, you can grow the shit out of some hemp, dude. That'd be a great little hemp niche product. Sandwich bags. Ideation. Been missing that sound cue. All right. So <laughs> another sad thing happened this week. No, just stop it. <laughs> no, just chill out, dude. Right. Leonard Cohen died. It's a huge goddamn bummer. But he just released an album like a month ago. You know, thankfully, I've never attached to Leonard Cohen greatly. So I am saddened, but I'm not as saddened. Well, you know what's kind of cool for you is like now you can kind of start shimmying your head out of your ass. And you get to appreciate his catalog all at once anew. You know what? I'll be the judge of when I shimmy my head out of my ass. All right. uh, It might be a safe time to leave it up there for a while. I'm with you. Uh, so this is a live recording of his song, Well, That's No Way to Say Goodbye, uh, recorded in 1972 at a concert in Israel. This I is just Natch. got bootlegs lying around, baby. This is Natch. Actually, let me hat tip. I think I downloaded that off Aquarium Drunkard. AquariumDrunkard.com. Great site. This is Natch, episode 90. No, it's not. It's episode 89. Damn it. It's our 90th episode because we started at zero, but it's actually episode 89. Episode 89. It's going to be okay. If you've come this far, we appreciate you sticking with us. Stop doing that shit, man. (laughs) Of course they've listened to the whole thing. Kisses deep and warm your hair 
on the pillow like a sleepy golden storm yeah many love before us i know we are not new in city and in forest they smile like me and you but now it's come to distances and both of us must try your eyes are soft with sorrow I'm not looking for another as I wander in my time walk me to the corner now our steps will always run my love goes with you your love stays with me it's just the way it changes like the shoreline and the sea but let's not talk of love or chains and things we can't untie your eyes are soft with sorrow Kisses deep and warm your head upon the pillow like a sleepy golden storm. Many love before us. I know we are not new. City and in forest, they smile like me and you. But now it's come to distances. Us must try your eyes are soft with sorrow hey, that's no way to say goodbye yes I loved you in the morning is deep and warm your head on the pillow like a sleepy golden storm yeah many love before I know we are not new in city and in forest they smile like me and you but now it's come to distances and both of us must Your eyes are soft with sorrow Hey, that's no way to say goodbye
Sisters of Mercy.